section twelve of unaddressed letters by anonymous edited by frank Applestain swettenham this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by eva davis daughters and despotism i agree with you that few things are more astonishing than the want of sympathy between parents and their daughters many fathers and mothers seem to be absolutely insensible to the thoughts the desires and aspirations of those for whom they usually profess and probably feel a very great affection there are two principal causes for this very common state of matters one is the difference in age between parents and children the fathers and mothers are losing or have already lost their interest in many of those things which are just beginning to most keenly interest their children the children are very quick to see this and the confidence they will give to a comparative stranger they withhold from parents to whom they are too shy to confess themselves because they dread ridicule coldness displeasure the other cause of estrangement is the fact that parents will insist upon regarding their daughters as children until they marry and sometimes even afterwards and they are so accustomed to ordering and being obeyed that they cannot understand independence of thought their children are always children to them they must do exactly what they are told without question they ought not to have any ideas of their own and if they are really good christian children well brought up and a credit to their parents they must before all things be obedient and have no likes and dislikes no opinions that are not those of their parents as with crows they must be feathered like the old birds and caw always and only caw if they wish to be heard at all it sounds and it seems unreasonable and yet one sees it every day and the amused or enraged spectator with no fledglings of his own is lost in wonderment at the crass stupidity of otherwise sensible people who while they do these things themselves and glory in their own shame will invite attention to the mote in their neighbour's eye which ought to be invisible to them by reason of the great beam in their own i suppose it never occurs to them that they are all the time committing hateful and unpardonable crimes that their want of intelligent appreciation is driving their children to resort to all kinds of concealment subterfuge and deceit while home becomes often so hateful to a girl that she seizes the first opportunity of leaving it and makes her life a long misery or something worse if the spectator dared or cared to speak the naked truth to a parent i can imagine that dignified individual choking with respectable rage at the bare suggestion that he was in any sense responsible for his daughter's regrettable conduct yet surely the father and the mother are blameworthy if they decline to treat their grown-up daughters as intelligent creatures with the instincts the yearnings the passions for which they are less responsible than their parents you must do this because i was made to do it and you must not do that because i was never allowed to do it you must never question my directives because they are for your good because you are younger than i am and cannot therefore know as well as i do because i am your mother and you are my daughter and in my day daughters never questioned their mothers all this and a great deal more may be admirable but it does not seem so it may even answer sometimes but that is rather cause for surprise than congratulation 
it does fail often and badly but the parents are the last to realize the fact and probably nothing would ever persuade them that the failure is due to their methods if ever it comes home to parents that their revolted children have grown to hate them they call them unnatural and almost expect the earth to open and swallow them up as happened to cora and all his company to onlookers the position often seems intolerable and they avoid it lest they should be tempted to interfere and so make matters worse nowadays intelligent opinion is not surprised when tyranny is followed by rebellion the world is getting even beyond that phase both men and women demand that their opinion should be heard and where amongst english-speaking people they can be shown to be in accordance with common sense with freedom of thought and with what are called the rights of man they usually prevail children do not often complain of tyranny and they seldom revolt but they bitterly resent being treated as if they were ten years old when they are twenty when their intelligence their education and even their knowledge of the world entitle them to hold and express opinions nay more they are conscious of what is due to their own self-esteem their family and their order and there are better ways of keeping them true to high purposes and lofty ideals than by treating them as children whose intentions must always be suspected because prone to naughtiness the finer feelings are often strongest in youth life and its experiences blunt them while they are there it is well to encourage them sympathy from an equal can easily do that but unless equality in speech be granted the being who is held in bondage will be shy to express thoughts and aspirations that may be ridiculed and will also resent the position of inferiority to which he or she is relegated for reasonless reasons in the relations between parents and children perhaps the most surprising point is the absolute disregard of the pitiless vengeance of heredity men and women seem to forget that some of their ancestors least attractive attributes may appear in their descendants after sparing a child or skipping a generation the guiding traits whether for good or evil in most characters can be traced with unerring accuracy to an ancestor where there is any record of family history one child is predestined to be a musician another a soldier and a third a commonplace or remarkable sinner identical methods of education and treatment may not suit all equally well because a parent has lived only one life the half-dozen children for whom he is responsible may not even in the natural course of events turn out to be exact replicas of their father nor thrive on the food which reared him to perfection i do not pretend that there are not many exceptions but the daughters who are the victims of parental zeal or parental repression are so numerous that in england at any rate they probably form the majority of their kind of those who marry the greater number may be entirely well mated every one must hope that it is so some there are who are not so fortunate and some again begin well but end in disaster due to their own mistakes and defects to those of their husbands or to unkind circumstances with the daughters who are favored by fortune we have no concern for the others there is only one aspect of their case with which i will bore you and that because it seems to me to be to some extent a corollary to my last letter 
if a girl has ideas and intelligence beyond those of her parents if she has felt constraint and resented it if she has exercised self-repression while she longed for sympathy for expansion for a measure of freedom such an experience especially if it has lasted for any time is not the best preparation for marriage married life where man and woman are in complete sympathy where mutual affection and admiration make self-sacrifice a joy and trouble taken for the other a real satisfaction is not altogether an easy path to tread with sure and willing feet from the altar to the grave many would give much to be able to turn back but there is no return so some faint and others die some never cease from quarrelling some accept the inevitable and lose all interest in life while a few get off the road over the barriers break their necks or their hearts or simply disappear out of the ken beyond the vision of their kind i think much of the unhappiness that comes to be a millstone round the necks of married people is due primarily to the deep ignorance of womankind so commonly displayed by mankind it is a subject that is not taught probably because no man would be found conceited enough to profess more than the most superficial knowledge of it some eastern writers have gone into the question but their point of view differs from ours as do their climate their religion their temperament habits and moral code their teachings are difficult to obtain they are written in languages not commonly understood and they deal with races and societies that have little in common with europeans michelet has however produced a book that may be read with advantage by all those who wish to acquire a few grains of knowledge on a subject that has such an enthralling interest at some period of most men's lives it is not exactly easy to indicate other aids to an adequate conception of the feminine gender but they will not be found in the streets and gutters of great cities the schoolboy shuns girls he is parlously ignorant of all that concerns them except that they cannot compete with him in strength and endurance he first despises them for their comparative physical weakness then as he grows a little older a certain shyness of the other sex seizes him but this usually disappears with the coming of real manhood when his instincts prompt him to seek women's society what he learns then unless he is very fortunate will not help him understand and fully appreciate the girl who somewhat later becomes his wife indeed it is more likely to mislead him and contribute to her unhappiness unite this inexperienced or over-experienced youth with a girl who is ready to accept almost any one who will take her from an uncongenial home and it says a good deal for the western world that the extraordinary difficulties of the position should in so large a proportion of cases be overcome as well as they are in the rage for higher education why does not some philanthropic lady some many times married man open a seminary for the instruction of inexperienced men who wish to take into their homes for life and death companions of whose sex generally their refined instincts tender feelings reckless impulses strange cravings changeful moods overpowering curiosity attitudes of mind methods of attack and defence signals of determined resistance or speedy capitulation they know perhaps as little as of the grand lama 
what an opportunity such a school would afford to the latest development of woman to impress her own views upon the rising generation of men how easily she might mould them to her fancy or at least plant in them seeds of repentance appreciation and constancy to grow up under the care of wives for whose society the benedictentiary would have somewhat fitted them it is really an excellent idea this combination of reformatory of the old man and education of the new can you not see all the newspapers full of advertisements like this preparation of gentlemen for matrimony the great success which has attended all those who have gone through the course of study at the benedictentiary of mesdames blank has led the proprietors to add another wing to this popular institution the buildings are situated in park-like grounds far from any disturbing influences the lecturers are ladies of personal attraction with wide experience and the discipline of the establishment is of the severest kind compatible with comfort a special feature of this institution is the means afforded for healthy recreation of all kinds the object being to make the students attractive in every sense gentlemen over fifty years of age are only admitted on terms which can be learnt by application to the principal these terms will vary according to the character of the applicant during the last season twenty-five of mesdames blank's pupils made brilliant marriages and the most flattering testimonials are constantly being received from the wives of former students there are only a few vacancies and applications should be made at once to the principal that is the sort of thing do you know any experienced lady in want of a vocation that might combine profit with highly interesting employment you can give her this suggestion but advise her to be careful in her choice of lecturers and let the ladies combine the wisdom of the serpent with the gentle cooing of the dove otherwise some possible husbands might be spoilt in the making end of section twelve